What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. Hey, guys, and welcome to episode 21 of the Life in Motion audio experience. In this episode, I sit down with Mary and John of the Ozark Greenways to learn how they're using Springfield's trails to connect people through recreation all while promoting the health and well-being of our community. Check it out. What's up, guys? I've got Mary, uh, who is the executive director at Ozarks Greenway, and John, who is the Frisco Highline Trail manager. Um, they're both super passionate about Springfield and helping connect the, the community through um, some of their awesome trail systems and whatnot. Um, but I'll let them, of course, talk about that a little bit later. Um, but to kind of get into things, Mary, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what your background is, hobbies, kind of basically what your story is. Well, sure. Well, thanks so much for having us here today. We're super stoked to talk about Ozark Greenways. Um, I moved to Springfield back in 2001, and I came here for grad school. And uh, lots of folks don't know this, but I came here for the um, Communication Sciences and Disorders Master's Program at then Southwest Missouri State University, and realized um, after my first semester that um, I was passionate about community work and nonprofits, And so I changed majors, uh, much to everybody's chagrin, and I got a master's in health promotion and wellness management, and that really um, positioned me well to do all sorts of different work and to be able to stay with nonprofits. And I worked for many years for the Ozarks Regional YMCA, and um, through there I became acquainted with Ozark Greenways and the fantastic trail system and Terry Whaley, our former director, and he asked me to join the board. I believe it was either in 2014 or 2015, so I got to know even more about it then. And then um, after about 16 years with the Y, I realized I was ready for something new and a new challenge, and Terry was looking to retire. So um, he and the board president gave me a call and wanted to know if I'd be interested in having coffee with them. And so I've soon learned that when anybody calls you wanting to have coffee, that uh, it means something's coming. So that's how I got connected in with Ozark Greenway. So I started in 2016 um, and, you know, I was really honored to be able to work with Terry um, for a little over a year, about a year and a half before he retired. And so um, that helped the transition for that organization go so well because he'd been the director for 22 years. Okay, yeah. Um, so that helped um, to smooth that transition. And then in August, so Terry retired in November. So that August before he retired, we knew we needed to look at our structure because um, we were getting a lot more demand for trails. Um, a lot more partners coming to the table. And then our Frisco Highline Trail, which is our 35-mile rail trail, was getting a lot more use, a lot more attention, and we knew that we really needed to elevate it. So John joined our team in August. So he's been with us for, it'll be two years August, this August. 2017. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And to go back real quick, with the, so with the, when you were working with the YMCA, mm-hmm. did you guys, did you get involved with those, our Greenways from different programs that you were doing with YMCA? Sure, that, so or? they had reached out. So Ozark Greenways always reached out to the Ys during Bike, Walk, and Wheel Week. Okay. So folks could utilize the showers ride as a way to, um, you know, remove one of those barriers. And then also um, at the Y, we did lots of uh, programs to help folks become healthier, but they need places in which yeah. to do those programs or to practice those behaviors. And trail systems are a great piece of natural infrastructure. So I thought it was a very unique opportunity to add that third layer, right? Like you need programs, you need policies, but then you also need the built environment to build um, a place where residents can be healthy. So to be able to add that component, um, I thought was super cool. Kind of perfect fit. Yeah. And then John, how about yourself? Um, Kind of background, same story. Um, So I grew up in Springfield. I've lived here my whole, my whole life. I was born in the late seventies and um, spent, you know, most of my childhood doing outdoor activities just with my family and, you know, simple things like my mom would start driving east of town and find the first, this sounds bad, my mom would drive us out to a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we would park at the bridge and then go down and play in the creek all day or go stomp around in the woods or, or something like that. So I was always into the outdoors. Um, 
I kind of got interested in adventure racing. Okay. And about the same time that Ozark Greenways had an adventure race. And so the two different things I was interested in with the organization that had built some of the trails, and back then there weren't very many in Springfield, and they were putting together this adventure race. So I started volunteering at this adventure race, and that kind of that sparked a little bit more of my interest into the sport of adventure racing, but it also got me hooked in with Ozark Greenways. Okay. So I spent the next several years volunteering with them in different events, mostly this adventure race that they did, which was called the Ozark Greenways Adventure Race. Um, and then I think it was 2010, I was asked to join the board okay. uh, of Ozark Greenways. And so I stayed on the board and served a term as president. And it was quite when I served my term as president and then I served a year as the past president and then and then I was I was done and it was really there was this there was a void you know and and it was something I'd gotten acquainted with everybody and we all got along very well and then I could kind of see that there was possibly some transitioning going on with with Mary coming on which was great and then Terry retiring and the timing of that really worked out well because I was, uh, you know, kind of in the corporate corporate world yeah. and wanted to make a change. And like I said, the timing worked out really well. They were ready. They, being those our greenways, was ready to take the Frisco Highline Trail to a new level. And as Mary said, part of the transition of her coming on and Terry retiring, there was other opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and so that was in August of 2017 when I joined... OG as, a, as an employee and so so I've been with them I've kind of been with them peripherally in some way shape or form for since 2000 yeah uh, but only employed for the last year and a half or so oh that's awesome so, I kind of had the whole experience from kind of being a volunteer with it and then so, board and everything and yeah and that was really quite an advantage and because uh, I got to see all different angles yeah. of it. And they are all different, completely different different angles. And add in, you know, I was also a user and a fan. So I had that point of view also, which was a good mix when I when I came on as a, I think it was a good mix when I came on as an employee. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And so it sounds like kind of that's sort of what kind of drew both of you guys, like I just said there, kind of your using the trails, you know, trying to work out with the program and stuff at the YMCA and then um, with the adventure race and whatnot as well. So what um, what exactly are those? Are, you know, obviously a trail system, mm -hmm. all that, but kind of what what is kind of the history behind it, um, you know, the mission, kind of the area that it covers, you know, all those kinds of things. So we were formed in 1991 as more, and correct me if I'm wrong, as more of a, a, a tree planting uh Facilit facilitator organization, yeah. and it was called Ozark Parkways. It was called so it was called Project Parkway, okay. and so a group of volunteers had formed a nonprofit to help with the urban tree canopy. And what spurred them to action, from what I've heard, um, is when Chestnut Expressway, when they were doing work on that, and so many trees were removed, okay. and so that mobilized folks to say, "Hey, you know, what can we do to start really being proactive about?" about preserving our urban tree canopy. So that was in maybe the late 80s. And then later 80s, early 90s, there was a group of folks that really wanted to see Springfield become a safer and easier place to bicycle, yeah. whether that was on streets or with trails or whatnot. And so in 91, the nonprofit um, Project Parkway morphed into Ozark Greenways. Okay. And then when our comprehensive plan was done, Vision 2020, Ozark Greenways was named as that nonprofit partner to work with our county, our Green County Parks, and the city of Springfield to build out this portion of our comprehensive plan known as Parks, Open Space, and Greenways. Okay. So it was really cool. And so then that gave that Ozark Greenways was very new then, and so that gave it some legitimacy and built it into the structure. Um, and primarily in those early days, um, 
Ozark Greenways was very, uh, very grassroots, very yeah. boots on the ground. Folks out there clearing where Galloway is and out there with shovels, like okay. actually doing the manual labor of building these trails. And um, But predominantly Ozark Greenways was set up to work to serve as an advocacy and education arm, okay. right, to promote greenways and what a connected trail system can do and having safe places to bicycle and walk, and then also to be that land trust so that we could hold land in our land trust until it would be ready to have a trail built upon it. Okay. So over the years, of course, that's morphed, and for lots of reasons, Ozark Greenways has actually been um, seeking large-scale grants to help build out our community's trail system, um, which is cool, but we definitely, uh, you know, it's time for us to probably get back in there and start doing some easement work to work with those private landowners, because um, we've got some pesky gaps we need to fill in yeah. our system. <laughs> pesky gaps. So when, um, I guess, you know, like you said, the, the need kind of came from the the construction on Chestnut back in the 80s, like you said. Um, and then when it started getting really boots on the ground, was out in the Galloway area and stuff, clearing that out. Were there other, I guess, what, what was the, the process like, I guess, for, were there already, was there already infrastructure there, I'm trying to say, you know, on the east side and then, you know, more north side of Chestnut. Was there a, a connection there? Is that where you guys were working to connect? Is that kind so of the what comprehensive makes sense? plan outlined, drew those lines on a map, general okay. lines on a map of where it would be good or ideal to have greenways. And we have so many urban creeks, mm -hmm. it's very natural to have greenway trails be a part of the riparian corridor that can go along those urban creeks. Mm -hmm. So that's what outlined it originally, you know, that was one of the guiding forces in outlining where those trails were going to go. Ground was broke first on the South Creek Greenway Trail. Okay. And um, the folks that uh, did the plan for the South Creek Greenway Trail thought, oh, this is so cool. We'll get in here and we'll have this done in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> right? Very optimistic. I'm guessing it didn't take two years. <laughs> and then in the meantime, they also broke, then after they broke ground on South Creek, they broke ground on Galloway. Galloway, had it moved quicker, meaning more, there was more public right-of-way. There was MoDOT right-of-way. There were, um, you know, the, the easements from the private landowners came along quicker than they did for South Creek. And so Galloway Creek Greenway is our first, our community's first greenway trail completed from start to finish as outlined in our comprehensive plan. Okay. And we're still working on South Creek. Okay. We're still working on it. We've got one... Uh, just one landowner left. So, and I, I obviously you don't want to get too much into uh -huh. the politics of that, I'm sure. But so is that so? Is it more or less like when those kind of challenges come up? Uh -huh. I'll call them challenges. Is it more just like a, just a section that's right there that just kind of blocks the two ends from connect? Is it as simple as kind of what I'm thinking? It's as simple as yep. you're thinking. And you know, you call them challenges. We call them opportunities. You know, that could you could have five or six different opportunities spread out all across town and you know those opportunities are going to dictate where we spend our time so there are it's it's I think it's better to have more gaps than it is to have less trail I don't know if that makes sense yeah but, you know we might end up with a couple of different trails that have the gaps in them but at least we've we've got the trails yeah and we've got that that part started and so. sometimes you know when we hit those um when we hit a space where we're not able to take our trail for whatever reason, and there's lots of reasons, sometimes it's the topography, you know, sometimes it's um, the landowner. There's just lots of reasons that go into it. Um, you know, we look at temporary alternate alignments. For example, that's what we've done, like South Creek Greenway, um, there towards the end of it, you go up on Battlefield, and we have that on-street connection to take you over to where Wilson's Creek Greenway is. Okay. Well, eventually, that should connect trail to trail. Okay. Um, so while we're working to get our ideal alignment, we're also working these interim alignments so that because we need that connectivity. Because I think once we start to see that connectivity, it's going to continue to click for more and more people. You know, and if you look at when we started 27 years ago to now. 
people are calling us and wanting to talk to us about recreation easements and conservation okay. easements and the different um, tools that they can access that we have to build out the system. So we're starting to see that generational change, right? And there's a demand for it. And communities across the country are building these robust trail systems. And so it's starting to click. As they get more and more connected, folks are realizing, gosh, this would really be cool if we had um, designated places for folks to bicycle and walk that are safe. Yeah. Because then it takes it from recreation and fun to transportation and fun, yeah. right? And we can actually get some commuters out there utilizing it. So then we have those dual uses. Um, so it's great. And yes, we do wait. Some landowners, we uh, can have interim trail um, alignments around them. And sometimes we wait. And I know Springfield, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, you know. And I know Springfield is definitely like a uh, a big bike and mountain biking community. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that kind of help as that is kind of growing helps, like you say, kind of grow or uh, drive what you guys are trying to do mm -hmm. and and kind of the overall awareness. I'm sure. Um, so what I guess one thing you know, and you kind of spoke on this earlier. You you kind of started you know volunteer to a user. Um, which is a funny word to use right now, but uh, use of the trails, um, and, and, you know, on the board and, you know, actually working over there, how is that kind of experience and your experience as well, working with the YMCA, um, initially kind of help guide, um, where, where, it, where it's going, um, and kind of, you know, help kind of connect things and see, okay, this might work better because, you know, of your experience with riding or whatever trail, has that kind of helped? I, I certainly think it does for me, and I think probably what's best is that I was, I started out as a user, a, yeah, back when I was using it, uh, as a, um, a consumer, a customer, I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, I don't really know the proper. <laughs> when I started using the trail, there we go. I was not very active, and I was overweight, and I was using it to walk. To lose weight, okay. and and then you know over the years I got you know into running and biking and triathlons and adventure races more. So I got to see every spectrum. What I think is every spectrum of the majority of our users. Yeah, where nice. I started out as uh, a newbie and ended up as as a regular user using all the time. Maybe had a problem with using. <laughs> There it is. The trail, <laughs> that is. So I got to see, seeing the different spectrums, I think, helps with me in my everyday job because I, I think that I, I have a feel for what the, the, the extreme sport, the extreme athletes are thinking and the people who, who might be a little intimidated to yeah. get out the door and go do something as simple as walking on a trail. That is, as hard as that is to imagine, that could be intimidating to some people. Yeah. So I think recognizing that, Kind of helps with helps with my everyday, in my everyday activities. Uh, and you kind of like you said, you can com communicate from both ends of the spectrum, and probably even the um, the people that um, you know, might not even have no interest in the trails themselves. But you right. can explain from both sides mm -hmm. of things. Well, and within that within that realm, are also you know the folks that you know have to rely on their feet or their bicycle for transportation. And I also think that my experience lend, lends itself well to understanding, you know, what, what they're thinking. Getting from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible. Yeah. And you end up, you have a lot of different groups to accommodate. And so I think just all those different experiences helps. That's, that's Helps awesome. with that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then how about you? Do you have any specific things of... Well, you know, I think um, Ozark Green... Well, I know Ozark Greenways would be... Well, we wouldn't be in existence if it wasn't for all of our fantastic volunteers that we've had since day one. And even um, our very first ever board president, Cliff Jacobs, is still involved in our organization. Really? So it's like we're a family. There's as hokey good... as that may sound, is we're an Ozark Greenways family, and absolutely we drive each other nuts sometimes. <laughs> Lots of family, got to. But, right. <laughs> I mean, we're all there for that same purpose, is that we get that this trail network and allowing folks to have that opportunity to access our beautiful outdoors, just all the benefits that that brings, right? Like we know it's transportation and we know it's health and 
we um, we know all of these great things that it brings, but the Ozarks is a really beautiful and special place to be in. And so um, we all operate from that place of just trying to connect folks to our outdoors um, as often as we can. And so um, volunteers have been key and crucial and always will be to our organization. Um, we rely on them tremendously. So whether that's a volunteer that's coming out to help us <laughs> schlep mulch or it's a volunteer that is on our board of directors that's helping us make um, very important connections out in our community. Um, that's key and that's crucial. And then our partnerships. Um, yeah. We would be, uh, without our partners and our volunteers, um, I think Ozark Greenways would be really sad. <laughs> We've got so many of those people that were with us that had this idea that are still around. And not only are they around, they're very in involved. And that is probably key. You yeah. Know, that's probably the, I mean, without, without those partnerships and without the different, the various volunteer relationships that we have, um, it, it wouldn't be much. Yeah. So, um, as from like the volunteer standpoint, I know you said you know a lot of them um, came from the initial idea of this all. But is that kind of how you guys are getting new volunteers? Is it is it mainly that word of mouth? I mean, some people you know they'll go down a trail, but they they don't realize who who's behind it. You sure. know, so how does that kind of how do you get them within your circle of volunteers? And then how many volunteers do you guys have also? Well, so you know that's a, that's, that's an excellent hard. question. No, I, 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 we've got that number. Of, from from last year, and, but we probably have a core group of, I'd say twenty to twenty five people that yeah. circulate coming coming in and out for various projects, maybe maybe more in one capacity or, or another that 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 come and go through throughout the year, um, and how do they get to us? I think they get to us through um, through events, yeah. through some of the events that we have, and social media obviously is is a big deal. Um, you know, people, people do figure out who we are. They go out on a trail, they spend enough time and they figure out who we are and they start following us and, and, and you get in touch with us. So that's, that's another, that's another way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we also work with a lot of, um, corporate groups, you know, who want to do a, a, a day of caring type of thing. Okay. And somebody within their realm is, is hooked up with greenways. So they call us and, we go out and spend all day working on one of the trails, and and it serves multiple purposes. We get some work done and get to spend some time with some of our volunteers, and they get to spend their day yeah. outside, hopefully having fun, you know, doing something a little unique compared to what their normal schedule would be. Yeah, and so those days, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, I'm sure trash cleanup is always one, but do you, like what other kind of as a volunteer, you know, for one of those days, what would you guys kind of be doing on the trails? Or what kind of maintenance? Schlepping mulch okay. is another big thing that we like to do on the Frisco Highline Trail. It's anything from digging trenches for culverts okay. or uh, trimming back the brush within the corridor, bridges, uh, maintenance, maintaining bridges. There's a lot of different tasks that we have. Yeah. And we don't have a problem finding tasks. For people. <laughs> right. yeah, we can always find something for somebody to do. So there's always an opportunity out there, guys. Right. And <laughs> yeah. then, like, we also work. So then we've got our board of directors, which mm -hmm. is an additional 13. We've got a couple of different volunteer committees that meet monthly. So that's a way for folks to get plugged in. And then um, we also... Um, I would say we work with a fair amount of students, okay. like especially at Drury and Missouri State University are the two that come to mind. Um, top of mind right now, interns, practicum students. Okay, yeah. And then um, we've even had an uptick of folks reaching out to us, and I just had one over the weekend, um, reached out to us on Instagram, Messenger, or whatever yeah. they call that now. And, hey, I love the trails. I'm a technical writer for a law firm in town. Do you have any grants coming up? I'd love to really? help you write grants. And I was like... Absolutely. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many different ways that folks can volunteer for our organization. And, you know, and it's it's us, and we do have a third staff, Lori Tack. Um, okay. She works there part-time, and she was Ozark Greenway's first employee. Really? She pre I think she came on a few months before the first executive director, Ron Coleman, did, and Ron was there for about five years. So, um, 
there's something about Ozark Greenways. And I was going to say, stay. that's what was, yeah. <laughs> just keeps going and going and you don't want to yeah. leave. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, and kind of back into the community involvement with the volunteers and, you know, people reaching out, mm-hmm. like with the grant writing and stuff. What other, um, what other kind of local partners do you work with? I mean, I'm sure there's, um, there's uh, government and city mm-hmm. organizations and probably large businesses and stuff. What does that kind of look like? And then also the same thing you kind of touched on a little bit before with like um, the land trust, but other kind of strategic partnerships, I guess, or ways you work with community members themselves. Sure. And I'll talk about the land trust a little bit. Um, so we work, so uh, I would say most frequent, so we work with private landowners and the majority of the easements that we hold are recreational easements. So those allow for um, a trail to go across their property. Okay. And then we have worked um, in the past with Wilson's Creek National Battlefield and some private landowners around there to help preserve the view shed. So that's where we're trying to keep that battlefield um, as pristine as possible. And so if you were standing in battle on one of their hills, Bloody Hill, and you were looking out across um, the fields, yeah. it would look like it did at the time of the battle. Okay. So we have two large tracts of land that we hold. One's in an agricultural easement, okay. and one's in a historical easement. And then we work with James River Basin Partnership quite a bit to do conservation easements around um, the James River Basin. And so that includes like your South Creek, Jordan Creek, Wilson's Creek, James River. And so we work with them on um, preserving that riparian corridor to help keep our water quality yeah. great and healthy. Um, and then t- sometimes we um, have other landowners that reach out to us and um you know, have a conservation heart and want to see their land um, preserved in the way it is now. And uh, they reach out to us because that conservation easement stays with the land for forever. Okay. So it does, all of those easements run with the land. They don't run with the owner. Okay. So that's a really powerful tool. And all of those easements we've done have always been um, voluntary. Like we never strong, yeah. strong arm anybody. So it's just a really um, unique way to help preserve land because there's only so much land yeah right and then if we don't have water well then we're toast yeah um so that's a really um unique conservation tool that we have um that we utilize and in a perfect world they would lend themselves to um helping us build trail in a part of this giant master plan that we're working towards but um but if they don't that's fine too because we want to do the right thing. Yeah, find a way to get around it. And, yeah. and I get around it, I should say, but find other ways, find yeah. other opportunities yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah. So, we we also, with the Frisco Highline Trail, that brings in all kinds of other partners because that trail goes through several different towns in, in our area. So, not only are we partnered with Greene County and the city of Springfield, um, but we also are partners with City of Willard and okay. Walnut Grove, Wishart, Morrisville, Bolivar, and then Polk County. Um, and you know, to we're Mary was talking about you know, water quality and water projects. We've got a very big project going on right now on the Frisco that is a stream bank stabilization project a section of trail that runs right along beautiful Coates Branch Creek. Um, well, Coach Branch is eroding into our trail, and we've actually been losing trail okay. over the years. And um, so to, as, as part of, you know, re- keeping our corridor restored, which is, it's a rail trail, so we have an obligation to keep that, you know, you know in, in certain order. We're also stabilizing the creek, and, and one of our partners with that was Watershed Center of, okay. of the Ozarks, and, and they've helped us a great deal with that. So as far as partnerships goes, we're very fortunate to have some great partners that we work with, and that continues to grow. And, of course, this weekend on Sunday, we've partnered with 37 North, and we're doing a volunteer workday at Sac River Mountain Bike Trail. And 37 North has all kinds of different great activities going on, something for everybody. It's going on all day long. Um, our emphasis is going to be on planting trees, some additional trees out at Sac River Mountain Bike Trail, and then we'll probably veer over to one of the other trailheads there close by and, and put some trees in the ground. 
um, so that that part those partnerships continue to to get stronger yeah. and mm -hmm. and kind of expand also. And it's neat. So every month we have our technical planning committee meeting and it's the second Tuesday. It's open. Anybody can come okay. to it. 7.30 in the morning. We have anywhere from a dozen folks and then depending on what's on the agenda that day, we might have upwards of 30. Really? And um, that's a really great time because in addition to having um, all of our partners represented, whether that's um, SPS and the county, city, parks, um, city utilities, okay. both city utilities and CU Transit um, have representatives on that group. We also have a really great um, group of folks that are engineers and architects and just folks that are passionate about the work that we do. And so they come. And so um, that's a way that they can give and participate and be a part of this, right? Because it takes everybody from the folks who are making a $5 monthly donation to us to the folks that are coming every single to, you know, to those Tuesday technical planning committees, um, their value and their expertise and their contacts yeah. have been instrumental in helping us move this forward because we are a nonprofit. Um, the trail system Parks pays for some of the projects sometimes. Green County, City of Springfield, those are greenways, but there's not a designated budgeted amount every year Okay, so per se. Um, so it is cobbled together, and we are, we're very efficient with our funds, and we try to write, you know, grants to leverage those dollars and so that we can fundraise or utilize their resources to make that 20% match. So, right, so we're definitely all... Um, piecing it together yeah as best as we can but it's it's pretty tremendous to know that if we don't have the answers we've got somebody we can call and they can say oh i know so and so let me make a call for you or oh yeah here's their email and um when you're running a slim operation yeah, like it's... this um we get by with our friends right yes. it's like that song we get yeah. by with a little help from our friends and that's that's how our trail system has been built, which is really amazing. And now it's super cool to, uh, like, the Chamber of Commerce. Okay. And um, they are, folks are realizing that this trail system isn't just for recreation and just for fun, which is good enough reasons in my book yeah. to do it. But people can choose where they live now. A lot of people can choose where they live. And historically, folks have gone where their job has been mm -hmm. or maybe where their family has been but in this modern day of being able to work remotely and um, having lots of mobility options folks can choose where they want to live and then work either remotely from there or find a job yeah later not everybody um but we know a lot of people can do that and so the chamber is realizing um that this trail network if we could get it really connected and built out that's going to be a great talent and mm -hmm. retraction tool it's not going to be the reason why people move here but folks want to live in Makes a place sense. that yeah has a high quality of life yeah and then we know the beautiful one of the beautiful outcomes of this is the more connected it is then the more folks can use it for transportation mm -hmm. and we've got 26 percent of our folks in springfield that live below the poverty line who have to utilize their feet or their bus or their wheelchair or their bicycle to get themselves from here to there. So it's rising tides lift all boats in this circumstance. That's awesome. So have that network and then, um, like you said, be able to work with like the chamber and stuff. Because I mean, yeah, obviously it's not the, the would be the sole reason, but yeah, definitely would make it more attractive. It's a piece, right? Yeah, it's a piece of that puzzle. And that whole idea of, of trails and, and whatnot, I feel like, getting more popular around in the United States in general. So one more piece and retain some of these college students and whatnot, hopefully, as well. Um, so what is, it? Uh, what is, I guess, is the ultimate vision for, I mean, that's probably a very open-ended, crazy question. We have got to get this trail network <laughs> built, period. So that's that's the main thing right now. Right. Fill in, fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps. I think that's where, that's, that's going to make things really pop. Okay. Once we start filling in those gaps, we've got an excellent system, and it's um, we obviously don't mind bragging on our system. Yeah. It's it's really good right now. But if we could see everything more connected, 
then I think that's going to make things really kind of be that, that tipping yeah, point. Because yeah, if exactly. you look at other community, like if you look at the size of our community, our population, um, our income level, we have over 70 miles of trail built and on the ground, which is really, really fantastic. That's a lot of trail yeah. on the ground. Um, but now we need to look at it through that quality lens. Okay. And where are those trails taking people, right? And since the, we do have some gaps, mm-hmm. we don't have it fully. You're, we're not seeing all of the great things that are co- going to come out of it until we can get some of those key connections made. And then, well, I think the world's just going to be saved once we get that trail network built. That, that's it. So, guys, listen up. That's this. That's the key to saving the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I no, I definitely. And I, I don't I, mean that to be flippant. Uh, but no, I know. Like I understand. The, all of the benefits that can come from trails, people go, oh, it's just a trail. That's just a path through the woods. But when you look at um, health outcomes, when you look at economic outcomes, when you look at environmental outcomes, when you look at conservation outcomes, when you look at just what it does for social connectivity and building community. It's, yeah, it plays a bigger role than what... Yeah, like the outcomes from that are super huge. Yeah. No, I agree. World saving. World saving. Okay. <laughs> There's one key takeaway. No, no seriously, I'm not. <laughs> um, so, what is, what's, or do you, you guys have a favorite story from the Green Maze or the, or the trails or either your own experience, something you heard? I'm sure there's something good out there. Um, well, our most recent one was the alligator, good. right? Al Greenway was found, and unfortunately, <laughs> it sounds like somebody dumped their pet alligator out on one of our trails. And luckily, Jason Stratton and his family, um, and he's a longtime Greenway fan and conservationist, so we were so glad that he found the alligator and knew who to call. And so Al was... Greenway's been rehomed, and he's doing really great. <laughs> Um, so hold on for that. Was he just like riding his bike or something? Mm-hmm. I just think his saw son, him or? his son was ahead, and maybe another couple was even yeah. there also. And this alligator was crossing the trail, and they they all stopped and what? Yeah, I was like, Wait a second! I'm sure there was a couple of double takes there, and I think animal control even was said. Are you sure? Are you not sure a it's not a, not a turtle? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure what alligator. Alligator and a turtle. Uh, so yeah, and another good example of how you know the, the the system works. We have these good people using our trail that had the wherewithal to know that this is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, we can't yeah. just leave this be. So they called the city of Springfield Animal Control, and Animal Control yeah. I think is going to use it on their uh, take it to for show and tell and stuff like that. I don't. That's nice. just what I heard. I don't, I don't know what. I, I Al Greenway has a Twitter site, I think, uh, uh, now. At Al Greenway? And I, yeah, and I, haven't, I haven't checked it in a couple of days, so I don't know actually where he is, but he's a pretty busy guy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a public figure now. Yeah. <laughs> but we have, we have all sorts of stories. Um, I don't know which ones. We need. You share one. Well, so it seemed, one of the good things, see, we've got a new story every oh, week. Yeah. That, that is, is my favorite or, or great. And or makes us shake our head. Yeah. <laughs> or bang our head against the wall. Right. Any any of the above. <laughs> we're fortunate that we deal, we get to deal with a lot of fans. We yeah, get okay. to deal with a lot of people that are drinking the Kool-Aid and they like trails and they like us. And we got approached by... Um, OTC a couple of a couple of months ago, some employees from OTC, and uh, Luke Miller. I don't know if you know him. He passed away in January. He was a, a local runner, and his father Mark works for OTC. And okay. Luke passed away unfortunately, unexpectedly at the age of nineteen. And wow. his dad, some of his dad's coworkers, wanted to do something in honor of Luke, and wanted to do something a little bit unique and and, and actually do something. So they approached me about doing a work day on the Frisco Highline Trail because that was where Luke and Mark would work out okay. all the time. And Luke liked to go to this particular spot where the pavement runs out and the gravel starts, which could also be a metaphor in, in life. Yeah. You know, sometimes the pavement runs out and you hit gravel, and what that brings a whole lot more 
a lot of character. Yeah. So 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 anyway, so this group of people wanted to come out and work on the trail. We did that. We worked in this particular section and got a lot done. You put loppers in front of thirty people and you're gonna get a lot of <laughs> a lot of twigs, you know, trimmed back. And it was just this really positive, upbeat afternoon just last Tuesday. These people obviously really care about their friend and their coworker, and they wanted to do that for him, which was very moving. Yeah, and, that's awesome. Um, of course, they're all still dealing with the loss of of Luke, and I think it's probably still fresh, you know, with a lot of them. But it, it the takeaway was there was a really positive day for everybody involved. Yeah, you know, including me. It wasn't about me, but all of them seemed to have a really good time, and it was just a really good gesture. To, to see and, and witness. That's awesome. And inspiring. Yeah. And it seems like, some, I wouldn't say something like that happens every day, uh, but we see things like that and then that becomes our current favorite yeah. favorite story. So. Well, no, that's awesome. Like you said, I mean, obviously, that's a, a positive take, way to deal with exactly. what is going on and talk yeah. about stories and whatnot. You know, Lots memories. of laughing and it was a really nice day out, and of course, everybody's kind of dealing with, you know, the winter and <laughs> yeah. the back and forth, and just all that comes along with winter in the Ozarks. Uh, so maybe some people a little stir crazy, and that added to the enjoyment of being outside that day. But it ended up being a really good day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's so you got kind of both both stories there. Um, so so moving forward and stuff, I guess when it comes to. Um, kind of connecting those dots like you guys are saying what is your biggest need I guess with that I mean I guess is it mainly um, you know community when it comes to that like getting kind of get everybody on the same page or you know well eventually it will come down to funding or volunteers or kind of what are I guess what are the challenges that come with kind of mm -hmm. moving forward to that direction well you know so we're in an interesting position right now where we're gonna have to make some decisions about what our organizational structure needs to look like mm -hmm. so that we can keep up with this demand, right? So that we can move quick enough. You be, yeah, functioning. Yeah. Right, because the trails have become so popular and the desire and the demand for them. Um, and for our first 25 years, Ozark Greenways wasn't under the radar, but they were pretty much able to go at their own pace do their own thing, um, you know, of course, receive support from parks. But, you know, 25 years ago, having trail public trails go through private property was not um, popular. Yeah. Right? Sure. <laughs> and even the park system. Um, I've Lots of folks have told me that we have Dan Kinney to think because he saw where um, trails, parks, linear parks were going as this national movement, mm -hmm. and since Springfield, we've got to get on board, Ozark Greenways is here. Yeah. And that, you know, because before that, we were this new organization, right? And um, having to build relationships and build trust and navigate all of that. And so Dan Kinney, who's a former parks director, was just like, hey, this is the way that the nation's going, and we've, we've got to get on board and do that. Um, so figuring out how we can best um, structure ourselves to move forward quickly, and with that comes funding, yeah. right? There's only so many hours of the, in the day, and there's only so much funding that we have access to right now. So really um, taking a hard look of how we can grow and expand and do that in a sustainable way and yeah. still stay true, right, to this very grassroots feeling that we have and um, having a lot of contact with our volunteers um, and our and our donors, right? So it's it's like we don't want to get too big, but we know that we've got to, we're going to have to grow some if we're going to get serious yeah. and get this done. And um, we're working towards a plan that's just over 136 miles that we'd like to see. And um, we predominantly work here in Springfield, um, but we've got opportunities with um, our regional trail plan mm -hmm. that our metropolitan planning organization, OTO, did. Um, I've got folks from Rogersville calling us, Ozarks calling us. So, um, you know, we've got this regional trail system, and um, that'd be really remarkable. And we can be that entity that can really help drive that because we don't have jurisdictional lines, yeah. right? So lots of cities have to stay within city limits, or county organizations can work within the county. 
maybe not within the city. Our park board is a bit different because we are Springfield Green County. So just knowing that we don't have those lines and we can provide that support and resources, but then how can we do that in a way that's um, cost effective yeah. to everybody so that we can say sustainable as well. So it's a really interesting and fascinating time and we've got Man, just a fantastic group of board members. We had five new ones start in March, so they're coming up on their first uh, board meeting, and they're gung-ho. They're always gung-ho. All of our board members have been. Um, a lot of energy. But there's a new energy, and there's going to be some very um, deliberate choices made, I would say, over the next 12 months so that we can really position ourselves to get this built yeah. for our community. I mean, this is... This is in our city's comprehensive plan. This isn't just this wild and crazy yeah, thing yeah. we dreamed up. Like, and we want to do we want to do right, right, by all of our donors and by all these community planners, and all of the citizens that have put in all of this input and work, saying that they want this. So how can we how can we do that? Yeah, right, and be um, as frugal as possible, but also knowing that it's time that we spend some money on our trail system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do what's needed yeah. to, to kind of get in, push the bar. And yeah, like you said, kind of getting the um, the fresh eyes at the board and fresh connections that come mm -hmm. along with them and stuff, that will be good, kind of move that next step forward. So, um, so I guess finally, before we wrap things up, I do want to ask, so what, um, what, what kind of advice were you, I mean, you guys are, I would consider it kind of lucky the way it kind of worked out for you guys, you know, being involved with the trails, volunteering, whatnot, working with it from another organization to the position you guys are now. But, you know, for an, an area that might not be, um, I guess, as fortunate to have already a foundation kind of laid out or that are think that are kind of passionate about the trail systems or whatnot and trying to that community uh, involvement and connectivity, um, what would what what is a piece of advice would you offer to somebody that's trying to start like a grassroots initiative in their community as far as to build trails? Yeah, yeah. Or we'll do it. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> Ozark Greenways is proof of concept there that a small group of like-minded organizations can come together, or, or people can come together, and can do anything. And so, um, actually, a couple of years ago, somebody from West Plains called and asked that very same question, really? like. How did this even get started, and where do I start? And, um, so, you know, just asking questions like, does your city have a master plan or a community plan, or do you have a park system? Like, who, what infrastructure is already in place? And then where do you know somebody? Yeah. And start having those conversations, because um, that's what it takes, right? Especially in Missouri. We're very much the show-me state. Yeah. Very much. What do you have? Well, I think definitely ask lots of questions. And I probably ask too many questions. But you can never ask too many questions. Well, <laughs> I mean, again, you know, <laughs> no, enough already. Uh, whether you're, you're a community that's wanting to build trails or an individual wants to get involved, just don't stop until you, you know, just keep asking questions. And um, whether, again, whether you're a community or a vengeance, Eventually, somebody's going to have the answer or an answer that provides some direction. Yeah. And I think a lot of folks kind of stop at the fact of, well, I want this and we don't have it. Well, that just, yeah, so pivot. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Every know, day. A couple you know, times a day. <laughs> right. Right. Go three or four different directions. Yeah. Uh, but stay on course. Yeah. Stay on trail. And somebody's going to have that solution or some group. Or somebody's already working on it, or we already talked about it and we don't want it. Yeah. But at least you've asked the question and you've got the answer, and you can do a whole lot. You can do a whole lot with that. I know what you're working with at that point. Yeah. So where where can people find uh, Ozark Greenways online? Kind of see what you guys are up to. Find out different events that are coming up, ways they can get involved, volunteering, and all that fun stuff. So we're 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 on Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and OzarkGreenways.org, and uh, Frisco Highline Trail has their own Instagram okay. and Facebook page. Al Greenway has his own Twitter no, account. He, does he doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just let's stop that well, now. <laughs> eventually, he's he's having some trouble. He's, technical he's difficulties. Working on that. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out the keyboard. Yeah, right. and he's not quite sure if he wants to quite do that. He's been dealing with a lot of press lately, so he's been busy. 
but yeah, so we post all of our volunteer opportunities. We have, uh, on May 5th, we have the Frisco Highline Trail Iron Horse Gravel Grind, okay. which is a bicycle ride and race, okay. uh, 20, 43, and 100-mile course options. So something for everybody. That is an Ozark Greenways event, so we're also going to be seeking volunteers okay. to help us that day. That's that's a Sunday, and we'll have uh, food, and 4x4 is going to be providing beer awesome. that day. So. Um, that's another another short-term opportunity uh-huh. for people to get involved. Um, think. And then another good way, um, like influencers, be an influencer. When you're Everybody out on is. the Greenway Trail, post about it. Post something on Instagram. Post something, you know, tweet about it. Yeah. Um, because then that's how you start to create that groundswell. And then um, speaking, if you live in the city of Springfield, call up your um, council person. Yeah. And let them know what you value because they have to have that input, right? And then they can help set policy and help um, direct funds to go towards that if the policies are in place. So it's very much, you think, oh, my voice can't be heard, right? I'm not going to bother voting. But our capital, our city's capital improvement tax is coming up for a renewal, Um we do, whenever possible, try to integrate projects into that. Um, city council needs to hear from their constituents, so call them up if you value our trails and our outdoors and let them know that so then they can start to be a part of that solution yeah. for crafting policies and resolutions that can um, further enhance our outdoors and our trails and our parks, right? Yeah. I mean, it all go, it's all hand-in-hand. Hand. And um, Springfield-Green County Park Board... Um, has been tremendous since day one of Ozark Greenways. It's been great. I've mentioned Dan Kenny and Jody Adams, now Bob Belote. Um, and once we build a trail in Green County, it becomes a linear park within the park system, and then they help, well, they um, oversee the maintenance and the management of it. So that's a way that we can integrate it into several different organizations um, to help with the sustainability and ongoing maintenance and management of it so it's really cool That's but awesome. yeah speak up so if you're out there tweet say hi to al greenway tag him on uh yeah. on facebook and instagram and all that fun stuff um well thank you guys again for coming out and kind of telling your own personal stories and then also um what ozark greenway is all about um and then of course be on the lookout for their uh upcoming events and whatnot but thank you guys again yeah thanks for having thank us thank you Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.